When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a Wednesday, heading for a top of 35 degrees. We're in the Toolkit Depot studio, thanks to Fleet Networks. Scotty is here with the Oka shirt on from a three-day rotation. I'm wearing a suit today because I'm off to go to work after this. You can give us a call, 13 12 55 or 0487 736 Temperate Bedshed text on Scotty. Yeah, now you know what it's like. Good morning, everybody. You do look resplendent. I've shaved. What about you? Do you not shave for your clients? Um... Mostly, <laughs> most of the time. Not today, did we? Depending on their importance, really. Oh. Uh, if I'm seeing you today, you know. Make sure you didn't hear what I just said. You know, you know, you, you look terrific. You're going to you. find out what it's like to actually be at work now and yep. then go to work again for yep. for a day All instead day. of just sitting by the pool. Yeah, and I know. I have to give them the wandering pool around with the dogs. It's funny you should say doing that. Stuff all. People around our corner. Walk past. Which corner is that? Just the, just the corner. Damn. Anyway, around the corner, and they it's for sale. The house is for sale. Yep. And they having a lot around you, around your. It's starting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of for sale signs. That's pop okay. Up. I'm happy with that. Six months about the max. What I say to you is that they've got a photo, an aerial of the 660 oh, square meters, and it's got the aerial. Nice block in. Uh, in Cottesloe. May I just say? That taking pride and place in the aerial is your pool. Is my pool? Is it clean, mate? It is stunning. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> Seriously stunning. It looks like a resort. And I said to the <laughs> and I said to the people, well, it is about eighteen people living there. I said to the people <laughs> who are selling the young people are living in the place. It's being sold under them. They're about to travel around Australia. And I said, they said they probably would have photoshopped that out if you were trying to sell your house. Really? Yeah. Anyway, it looks fantastic. Too good. Yeah, it looks you might get offers for yours. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Good. What's on today, mate? Why are you in a you're in pants and a long pants. shirt? Yeah. I'm in a beautiful slack. <laughs> and a beautiful and uh, crisp blue, light uh, blue. Not as Christmas. Border on baby blue shirt. Yeah, it is, yeah. Are you yeah. going to don a tie? Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Tie and jacket, matching jacket. Oh wow! But the problem was, but you're indoors. I okay. have issues because what? 35 today. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm inside and yeah, you'll be okay. And I'm the host. You can't just rock up yeah. in. You and know. you'll have your your own private room that you can just retreat to instead of having to go and get on the floor and talking to people? Although these people are CEOs because it's the CEO Summit. So they're all chief executives of companies. Big dogs. Yeah. You should come. This is is good. sit outside and hand out business cards. Not in that shirt, you won't be. Yeah, people, nah. CEOs would love to be able to throw a polo on (laughs) and be casual. Yep. And the girls too. Uh, So what it would be today is uh, I'm... um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I narrowed that down to just <laughs> There was an inference there. But I uh, I wanted to uh, – I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I did this last year and I learned so, so much. And I mean that. I sat there and went, wow, that's how you become a leader. And I'm 58 now. It's too late. Now, I'm not 58 like, yet. Oh. It's not 26 days, I believe. Hey, we're in the month. Yeah, we're in the month. We're in the so month. So the festival has – does that begin today, the festival? Yeah. Festival of sausage. Nothing worse than my birthday. Seriously, oh. I just wanted to pass. Well, you've anyway. been talking about it for four months. Yeah, but I'm. You well, gave us a four-month warning. We'll talk no action.
Rightio. Oh, we're, we're, we're song and dance coming up on the 27th, then. Let me tell you. One of our Talking regulars has alarmed me Cheerleaders. with a text on the temper and bedshed text line, 0487736736. We won't throw them under the bus as to who it was. But to Mr Martin and to Mr Hazel B. Oh, no. This oh, has they been haven't. This has been brought to our attention. Surely they haven't. To whom it may concern. So for those who don't know, uh, Hayes and Mudo do a show between <laughs> three and four. They do a great show. Do they? Yeah. yeah. It's well, called, the one I listened to in November was good. It's called The Run Home WA. No, it's a great show and the boys are awesome. Yeah. They, they, do, they, they were awesome until I've just read this. They're doing their own, quote, on this day. No, they're not. No, there's no way. I mean, this, this listener uh, has a history of morning drinking. And uh, I'm not sure he's telling the truth, to be honest with you. There's no way they've done it on this day, on the run home. Well, he says, they are, are they trying to take over the segment? It's not the same. Mm. No, nothing's going to be the same. <laughs> about that. I'm not sure that's good or bad, but anyway. Thank you. We'll be on to that. Uh, and Mike says, Goss, have you got a new car from Fleet Network? Are you still driving Frank? Frank is uh, no longer required uh, of a vehicle, but I have been driving the great Frank Agostino around. Yeah. But I am driving a car of which when I pulled into the service station uh, Sunday to go down to Pinjarra, I needed to fill up and I didn't know whether it was diesel. How do you not know when you're driving the vehicle? Surely you know when you're just even when you turn the car on. Do you? Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, how, how would you know what... They a... make different sounds. What does? The diesel and petrol engines, they make different sounds. They drive differently. How do you not know this? Well, this car, when you go up to the lights, conks out. And I thought, where's the... <laughs> it doesn't conk out. It's, it... <laughs> it does. It goes completely quiet. It shuts the engine yeah, off. So not... the <laughs> it yeah. Come on, mate. Anyway, so I then st- was in the service conks station. Out. And I had to get in the glove box and get the driver's manual out and it was still wrapped in its hard plastic. I had to break the plastic seal to read what fuel is required in said vehicle. Doesn't it say on the petrol No, tank well, on I the, couldn't quite understand the... what it meant, so I needed to get clarification in writing rather than on the petrol tank. Yeah, mine's German. I have to, yeah. <laughs> I have to get so a translator you. in. So thank you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I found it. It was uh, the, the 95 ethanol. <laughs> Right. Is that what it is? Yeah, sure. Anyway, it's more expensive. I wasn't happy about that. Oh, well, that's not premium, though. Yes, premium it is. Only. 95. 95. Yeah, 95 is. So I normally go for the stock standard. The cheapest is the best. Well, it's a funny one because you always get more Ks out of the better petrol. You do. There's no doubt about that. What a you, No, you absolutely do. Oh, but it's, dust, so hard to, it's so hard to grab that nozzle <laughs> when it's yeah. um, buck 90 <laughs> and the other one's starting buck 75. Now, you know how you've got the black for the diesel... The yellow for the cheapie, and I don't know whether it's a green or a red for the most expensive. Do you sometimes, when you put the nozzle in, start and you pull the trigger and it starts to go in, go, oh, just make sure the person's put it back on the right thing? And uh, yeah, see the- always. I reckon when I'm filling out the car, I reckon I, that thought goes through my head at least four <laughs> or five times. And I've got a, I've got a mate um, <clears throat> over in Melbourne. He has a he's going okay, right? He's got a house up at Bribey Island and oh, nice. one in. Portsy and oh, one somewhere else. He's got well a few. Well done. He bought a boat. A boat. Up at Bribey. Eight boats. Put it in. Oh, it's someone else's boat. It's an awesome boat. And um, he's out on the he's out on the water out there in Queensland, just loving life. And the engine stops, 
And uh, next minute, we've got video of the surf rescue on the surf rescue, the marine rescue coming to get him. They put diesel in his petrol boat. Yes. <clears throat> Funny you should say Ever that. Ever since he said that. We have the same car, the same private car that we have, and I was filling it up and sending him a photo saying, hey, Papa, is this diesel or petrol that goes in this? Um, pet- like, imagine putting in $4,000 worth of petrol and it being the wrong stuff. Wow. <laughs> But there is a company, and I saw, and literally, we talk about being the wrong fuel. There is actually a company that drives around who sucks out the fuel if you put it in the wrong stuff. It comes to your car. Really? And sucks it out and puts in other stuff. I saw it. I, I saw a car. Do, don't you have to do a full overall? No. No. Yeah. You just suck it out. Yeah. And there's some sort of. I wonder how busy they are. Oh, I reckon they'd be busy. Really? Yeah. I mean, if I re- you change cars a lot. And they could charge like a wounded bull too, wouldn't they? Well, you're, you're if, absolutely if you've standing there. With, you're standing there with your your hands on the roof of the car and your strides down. That's what you got no choice there whatsoever. <laughs> Anyhow, so there it is. That's the, the tail of the car. Anyway, it, it does run beautifully, and it is a fleet network car. And we appreciate them. Hey, look, yesterday about uh, not far off this time, about just after six thirty, and also on Twitter the night before. But we have gone with this. And we went with this yesterday. And fair to say, we were ahead of the curve. Even our man, Mark Duffield, who returns this on the all you, mate. of February. That was all you. That was you. And the, Appreciate you saying we. Thank you. But we as a team. And our show. Our show. Exactly. Scotty and Goss. Yes. We had this yesterday morning. Take it to the bank. You heard it here first. Exclusive on the 31st of January that Luke Shuey is the new captain of the West Coast. <laughs> 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 He's okay. the captain of the Eagles in 2020. Well, they know best. We probably didn't. Need a laugh at you. Yeah, it was a lot of laughs. You said he was a new captain, but he's going to retain the position. There was conjecture that he might not. And we also declared it at what, 6.34? Yeah, yeah. And the thing was there was a lot of talk about that he was going to hand it over, that Tom Barris was going to take over and whatever, and I thought Tom Barris would also be a very good option. Was that their talk or our talk? No, there was a lot of speculation amongst the scribes, okay? Uh, But then we had Tom Cole on. Of course. Yeah. Good friend of the show. Yeah, good bloke. Hasn't played the winning game since July 21. So you ran with that You ran with that news at 6.34. We had yep. Tom Cole on just after 7. Yep. Luke Shuey will be captain done. of the Eagles again done, next mate. year. He will, he will, this season, he will continue his reign as captaincy. Uh, is that correct? Uh, mate, we haven't uh, had a player vote yet. I think that's going to get held soon. But um, uh-huh. I, I wouldn't imagine much would change. No. I expect it to. Uh, I expect it to stay with uh, Shuey. Um, he's, he's been very good for the, yeah. for the past few years, so um, I, I think it'll, I think it'll stay the same. Mm. You know what Tom Cole is? You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn liar! <laughs> well, all that all the headline is Eagles hierarchy dismiss players' views and a, reappoint Lou Shuey as captain. Well, they haven't had a vote. So Tom from the Cole time Tom Cole spoke to us and drove to training, yep. literally two hours later officially, yep. three hours max. They must have had it just then. Maybe he raced to training and quickly put in his ballot. It could have. It may have happened that quick. But speculation could have been that they actually voted at Adam Simpson's house when they had a gathering. Which is what you said at 6.34. I, I, I speculate that it was done but they hadn't been ratified by the board, so Tom couldn't make mention of it. So we won't throw him that far under the bus. Has it? Has the? But thank you, Tom. I wonder if a, a player's vote has never been has 
Yeah, Ross Glenn Dinning was involved in being that. ratified, <laughs> not being ratified by the. Ross Glenn Dinning was in the voting group of that for the uh, Glendinning medal. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> but what about when the, when the players go, right, we want Tim Goss as captain, and the yep. board go, mm, yeah, nah. I reckon it might happen a bit. Yeah, I reckon it might happen a bit. And it, what, and, when there's one, like, real loose unit that's been voted as vice captain because everyone loves him, keeps getting in trouble. The yeah. board go, hmm, hmm. Well, but it's not that, yeah. I think the loose unit, the loose unit days are gone, aren't they? No. So who's okay? No, no, no. You your loose. No, no. I want you to in each club. In each club, I think this is a good test for you. By seven o'clock, I want you to come up with who you believe is your loose unit. Don't say that aloud. Of of how many clubs? All of them. Everyone. I know. Go through the. It's not that hard. Yes, you do. No. (laughs) Yes, you do. You'll go through every club. We've got Lance Morris coming up after six thirty to the Wild Thing. The loose unit. Yeah, yeah. he's not really. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, also yesterday, we just threw this out. I don't like to make sort of outlandish statements. You're a liar. <laughs> I am Perth. Yeah. There's, there's one. Tim yeah. Kelly is going to have a breakout year right. the highest order. Oh, good. Because I believe with you talk of Yo and Sheed, a fit Luke Shuey coming into that team and those kids coming through that team yeah. who will play football, I am telling you that Tim Kelly is going to have a breakout right. year. Good, good, good. I've got one at Fremantle. I'll give you that after 7.30. Liar! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Me saying that about Tim Kelly and our social department here at SEN put it out onto the uh, social media network, may I just say, wow, there's a lot of angry people out there and people trying to put me back about, in my box. About One, three and a half thousand kilometres away. Oh, you know, they just go, oh, you had a breakout year in Geelong. Okay, my inference was a breakout time at West Coast because he hasn't had that yet. He's had a, he's had a couple, he's had a, some patches of stellar Tim Kelly but I don't think he's had a clear run at it no, no. without their midfield. But their midfield presence this year will allow Tim Kelly to return. Forget about fitness and all that sort of stuff. Tim Kelly's best will be next level to a point where I know a very, very smart investor invested heavily at a very juicy price, Tim Kelly, to win or run top three for Brownlow. The umpires they are, <laughs> they are very, very, very foolish wow. judge. Okay. Do you want to know who my Fremantle Docker breakout player is? And I've been very critical of this player, but I am absolutely taking this to the bank. Matthew Tabiner is going to have a year to behold. Fantastic. Well, they need it. 50 Desperately. plus. 50 plus goals. Yep. And will be a dominant forward in the competition to the point that his form could actually get him into all Australian contention. Oh, he's up, champ. He's up. Okay, Matt Tabernard, we've got that in the can. That's good. Forget about the injuries. Forget about all that because I'm going to tell you now, he is due. Oh, oh. <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> that bit's right. He can play, mate. Oh, no, he can play. He, he just can't get, don't a, get a good run at it. Yeah, yes, he can't get uh, the body to do what he wants the body to do. There's no doubt he can play. So we've actually been given a time for the podcast, apparently, about the yesterday's on this day. Are you aware of this out there, studio boys? Okay, production. 
Thank you. We're going to look, oh, we're going to take a look at investigate. We're going to investigate the run home WA. Oh no, no, nah, it's not. It, but, it, but, it wouldn't but, be true. Wouldn't be true. I was texting Damo yesterday. Boys actually, are not and, quick on the buttons today, are they? Because no, I was hoping to have that. Hump day. Files type hump music. day. They've been distracted by an Olympian out there, and uh, you know they just. That's it. That's it. Hit the buttons. Don't be afraid. I know no, you'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> We're here from She's the Cafe that, Ice Coffee. I hope the new blokes are better. <laughs> Coffee, friend, Aussie. Oh, oops. No, nothing wrong with our team out there. A1 team. A1 team. Just, just Wednesdays. Just a bit of a hurdle. Sorted them out. Yeah. They'll be good on Mondays. Alrighty. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you again. Very mm. good. Uh, what about last one before we take a break? Harry Souter. I am in. WA's very own. Port Hedlund's finest. Yeah, Port <laughs> He's, uh, what did he just get offered? 15 squill. 15 bricks. Yep. Kick a little ball around. It's not bad, is it? That's fantastic. Do. Not quite the same as the 450 million Lionel Messi was offered by oh, Middle Eastern team. Chris Special K can give us it in the sports update. 450 million. Uh, this is not a lifetime contract, guys. This is for a year. I've also done some investigation. Four hundred fifty million dollars. I've also done some investigation in regard, regards to Ronaldo and his family members in Yanji. Oh, well, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've so, never been a believer. No. That his grandparents live in Yanjiba. Right. So I've asked someone who knows someone down there, <laughs> tells me that that could possibly be the case, but we can take this to the bank. Oh, hang on. That could be the case, but I've got something else could, for you, they, which is more accurate. Correct. They couldn't confirm the grandparents. Because it doesn't. But they can confirm that Ronaldo's cousins live (laughs) (laughs) in the southern corridor. They do. And not just second cousins. Second or third cousins. No, no. Cousins. Oh, first cousins. Genuine Portuguese. So his, his mum or dad's brother or sister have had kids and they live in Yanjaba. Correct. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> True. Did you know there's more Ronaldos live in the southern <laughs> corridor no, no, than no. live in Portugal? No, no, no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, come on, mate. No, I'm being serious. Time to let this one go. Let's get a breakaway and come back. We are in the, of course, Fleet Network studio. Thanks to our wonderful friends at Fleet Network, fleetnetwork.com.au. Give us a call, 13 12 55 or 0487 All that and more. And Scotty is Goss on the Wilson's uh, Ginger, ginger Baddies. Yeah, yeah, drinking the Wilson's Ginger Baddies. Yeah. 22 calories. He's actually losing weight while he's drinking them. We're going to come back. We're going to uh, do... On this day and after 6.30, we'll talk a little bit of footy news, sports update, and Lance Morris from the Scorchers, but he's turned his back to go play for Australia. On this day, I see Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's On This Day. That it is. And, of course, we love On This Day. And this day today is February the 1st. Wednesday, February the 1st, put together by the hardworking... Lois Lane. Johnny Ashcroft was born on this day in 1927. He died aged 94, country singer. As they went to search the ranges for a little boy love. Beautiful song. Because he's hit from the 60s. Not a strong start. <laughs> Don Everly was born on this day, part of the Everly Brothers. He was 84 when he died in 2021. Hey, Ray Sawyer, he was born in 1937 on this day, February 1. You would know him as... I bet you don't. <laughs> you will if you hear this song. No. 
Jones, 42, he was a part of Monty Python's Flying Circus. And now for something mm-hmm. completely different. Sadly, he died with dementia in 2020. Hey, Normie Rowe, great Aussie singer, 76 today. Had a number of hits in the 60s. Now... <laughs> I don't know how much truth is in this story, but I think it's fairly true. Normie Rowe was uh, out one night at the Subiaco Football Club and actually my mum came home and we were all at home, came home a bit early, and Dad stayed at the Subi Footy Club, I'm pretty sure, and Normie Rowe was there. And right. Normie Rowe and Dad came home at one o'clock and Mum had closed the back door. Brought Normie, Normie, Normie Rowe, Rowe back came home and knocked on the back door. Now, I don't know how true this story is, but anyway, apparently there was a knock on the door and Dad said, can you let us in? I've got Normie Rowe here. And my sister Melanie, who was about 15 at the time, walked around and said, piss off, Normie. Normie Rowe got told to piss oh, off. No. My sister. Oh, Normie thought he was going home to Heroes Welcome. Yeah, no, he didn't. Anyway, I had to catch a black cab home. Remember the black cabs? Black and white cabs and there was black cabs. They were known as black cabs. Yep, true story. Anyway. Uh, I know you tried those little London taxis here for yeah, a while. They they didn't were yeah, they did Yeah, they were a bit tinny, weren't they? Hey, Bill Moomy or Bill Mummy, 69 today. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. No, Will Robinson. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. No, Will Robinson. He played Will Robinson in Lost in Space. You've got to be quick because we've got to get through. Lisa Marie Prezzi was born on this day in 1968. She only died last week. Mm. Mum's not happy with her will. Pardon? Her mum's not happy with her will. She's having a go at it. Oh, the will's so fairly Seriously, why do we live our life worrying about what we're going to get at the back end? Seriously. Seriously, you don't live your life worrying about what you're going to get. Seriously, just... Happiness isn't about getting what you want. No. It's about loving what you have. Absolutely. Hey? Hey, beautiful, isn't it? Spoken by the man in the ochre shirt. Ronda Rousey's 36. Rousey, yes. More pressure. She's looking for it. She it. it. She's a martial artist superstar. Oh, she was a legend. She's in Entourage, wasn't she? In the Entourage movie. Harry Styles is 29. Speaking of legend. No, it's not the same as it was. Gotta be quick because the trains are coming. For those who don't know who Harry Styles is, he was also in a band called One Direction. <laughs> One Direction at, Optus, at uh, RAC Arena. Yeah. Sensational. Absolutely sensational. They're probably better than we like to give credit to. I'll give them credit every day. Hey, on this day in 2004, as we go to the break, thanks to our team at McCafe Ice Coffee, Coffee Fit for an Aussie. It was on this day in 2004 that it all went wrong on stage when there was a wardrobe malfunction between oh. Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake.
Is it? One Direction. I'm not sure. But anyway, it's Harry Styles' birthday. If you are celebrating a birthday today, uh, happy birthday to you. Have we got to the bottom of um, on this day in um, the run home? think so. Okay. It's time to do this. <laughs> Sports update time. There we go. Yeah, let's get into some sports update news. Now, we know that Luke Shuey is going to be the (laughs) captain of the West Coast Eagles. We're aware of that. Jerry McGovern continuing as vice captain. Tom Barras as co-captain. That was the big news out of the West Coast Eagles yesterday. Uh, But I did want to lead with this. Benny Poppin. He's doing a bit of work experience with us. Is he in charge of the buttons today? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's say he is. No, no, don't throw him under the bus. <laughs> he strolled through the door and he was fired up. Chris, you'll never believe it. I've got a stat of the day. Oh, oh. He's thrown out 1.42 billion chicken wings will be eaten in America alone on Super Bowl Sunday. So watch out for that, Scott. Super Bowl Sunday. Two billion chicken, chicken wings covered up on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, uh, that's what I love about America. They just they just know how to do everything in moderation. Now, a couple of bits and pieces that I want to tell you about that if you're listening to SCNWA Breakfast, you would have already known about because it pays to listen, Goss. Now, keep an eye on what's happening with the AFLW coaching job at the Fremantle Dockers a couple of weeks ago, of course. We told you that Martin Pierman was the leading contender. That No, no, we said she should be. Oh, I reckon she should be the leading contender. We've absolutely been right behind her. We said that her and Lisa Webb were mm. pretty much the two locks for yep. uh, for the contender of the AFLW job. We also told you, of course, that Bryce Cotton is having troubles with his citizenship because the AOC has kind of put a bit of the kibosh on that. Yeah, what's that all about? With a bit of help from Basketball Australia. With a bit of help from Basketball Australia. So Basketball Australia don't believe that Bryce Cotton will be. In the Olympics. Uh, in the Olympics, Olympics. In 2024. So they've put it on the back burner. I find that staggering to suggest. Boggling. Mind-boggling. In 18 months' time, he won't be as good as he is today. Yeah. That's what they're saying. It's He's the best player insane. Ever, ever to play in the league. And I don't care what Derek Rucker says. Derek Rucker. Third best in Derek, Come on, please. Derek. Close. And Ricky Race at five or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think Derek wanted to put Derek in. <laughs> He definitely no, he did. No. Look, I don't want to tell you who I think is number one, but number two and three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These other guys. Uh, and it's deadline day in the Premier League, of course, for the transfer window. Harry Suter looks set to become the most expensive Australian ever, worth $26 million Australian. That'll uh, leapfrog Aaron Moy's previous record, which was £10 million with Huddersfield back in the day. Um, Jorginho from Chelsea has moved to... Arsenal, which was a big signing for them. A lot of criticism around it, but handy for the back half of that season. And speaking of Chelsea, they've spent as much this January as the entire Premier League did this time last year. They are on an absolute spending spree. It's insane. That is, of course, on Optus Sport, all the Premier League. So don't miss an action, uh, miss a minute of the action there. I've got some breaking news for you right now uh, while you're in the studio. Okay know about this, and I have not cast my eye on today's newspaper, as I should. I do apologise. But The Age has posted at five o'clock this morning this story online. The Age in Melbourne. West Coast star forward Jack Darling has agreed to attempt to settle his spat with Kerry Stokes 7 West Media behind closed doors after headlines about his alleged stance on the COVID-19 vaccine spurred legal action. The 30-year-old dragged the ASX-listed media giant and 7 News sports reporter Ryan Daniels to the federal court 
Mm. claiming the coverage of his alleged reluctance to comply with the West Australian COVID vaccination rules was false and defamatory. According to court documents obtained by WA Today, and got to remember, I think WA Today is Channel 9, so this is a bit little tip for tat, I've got a sneaking suspicion. Darling is demanding damages, including aggravated damages, as well as a court order that the articles be wiped from the web. He's also demanding an injunction preventing the content from ever being republished. But the matter has gone behind closed doors, with Darling's lawyer telling Federal Court Justice Craig Colvin the footballer supported going to early mediation in a bid to save the court's time and resources during a brief hearing yesterday, being Tuesday. Darling claims Seven West published false and defamatory statements about him, including that he was an anti-vaxxer who had been exiled from his club as a result of his views. Mm. Further, he claimed the publications were negligent, tainted with malice, and had caused him harm and intense public scrutiny. So there it is there. That's in the Age newspaper today. Didn't know about that. I did not know that there was... I didn't even know there was legal action. Uh, no. All right, there you go. There you go. And, and according to uh, everyone else, everything's going well. Uh, good on you, Twinkles. <laughs> so Twinkles says, morning, boys. It's so good to hear. I'm standing up now because my pants are starting to crush. Uh, now, you, you remember, learn from yesterday. Um, read first. Read Twinkles' text first before... Oh, no, no, this is a good one. Morning, no, no, but see, Twinkles, you're right and you're spot on. Morning, boys, <laughs> nothing better than starting a day with an outlandish prediction, so here's mine. Take it to the bank. <laughs> At some stage today, Goss will be freewheeling and spill something on his nice crisp blue shirt, so yep. take soda water to get it off. Yep. And do you know what? You'd normally say, too, that maybe spill something, a glass, knock a glass over over a really high, powerful CEO in the Perth region. <laughs> but you can't say that because he'll be in his green room on his own. Correct. But they don't need to talk to me. Take a photo. If you, yeah, there's a big chance you'll <laughs> knock something over. Though. <laughs> 28 away from seven. Hey, if you want to get in touch with us, and like uh, Twinkles does and Johnny and, uh, and Scotty and... Uh, and uh, Mike. Mike. Oh, everyone. Yeah, Turtle. Lisa. Lisa. Right. We're going to be chatting with a young uh, a gentleman, not so young anymore. He now, oh. he lives down in Esperance, <clears throat> and he made a century on the weekend in cricket. But there was a bit more to this awesome. century because the non-striker, the batter at the other end, was his daughter. All that more. Oh, wow. It's 19 to 7. my attention uh, that on the weekend there was an amazing uh, moment of country cricket Great story. in Esperance. It is. Ports were playing the Coastal Warriors and one of Port Traditional stars rivals. was <laughs> Mel Gallagher who's been kind enough to join us from down in Esperance. In fact, I think he might have just opened up the uh, the Coats Hire business down there and he's got the day started but he's kind enough to give us five minutes of his time. Hey Mel, first of all, thanks for joining us and congratulations on the century, great man. Yeah, thanks guys. Appreciate it and um, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to have a chat. Okay, mate, just so, so in, in your, your you played the Coastal uh, Warriors. You're playing down there in Esperance. I know you uh, we used to play up in the goldfields a little bit. Uh, you're a bit of a legend up there. Now, you made a century, which was fantastic. Yeah, obviously, you batted okay, mate. Hit them out of the middle. Yeah, it took a little while to get going, but, um, yeah, over 50 now these days, mate. So, um, but, no, it was good to contribute to the team. And, um, yeah, no, we unfortunately didn't get the win, but, um, yeah, it was good to um, yeah, get some get some runs on the board. Awesome. Uh, don't worry about team success, mate. Yeah, it's all about bad. individual glory. And when you hit a ton, uh, you raise that bat with pride and everyone shouts you a drink for sure. But uh, not only did he hit the ton, as, as Goss said, but he had a pretty special partner, batting partner down the other end when you did it. 
Yeah, lucky enough, Scott. Um, yeah, uh, our daughter Cam's, and she um, she started playing with us down here with the the men's oh, this time last year because she um, she used to play junior cricket back in Kalgoorlie for the Great Boulder Cricket Club, and um, but there wasn't much of a chance down here with the juniors because she was playing another sport on the same day that they play juniors. So yeah, long story short, she finished up playing for us, and um, yeah, luckily enough, on uh, I think it was. She came in on about the third last over of the day, and um, I don't even know what I was on because I was absolutely buggered at the time. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, she came out and she batted for about two or three overs with me, and then yeah, lucky enough, the last over, about two or three balls ago, I I got the ton, and yeah, I'm lucky enough to to walk off the field with her and raise the bat with my daughter. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, does she normally come in at number uh, number four? Does she normally bat that high up, or is it just a, a decision from the the captain? Or- whoever to, to get her out there so she could be out there with you. Yeah, she sort of floats a little bit depending on how the game's going. So, yeah, we're a pretty good club, mate. They give the kids a, a good opportunity. So I think it was just the, the state of the game and where I was at as well. But she normally sort of does back anywhere between four, five and six. That's good captaincy, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's team spirit. Morale. How did she go? How did she go, Mel? She get a get a gun. Um, she hogged. She hogged. Nah, she hogged the strike a little bit. <laughs> she had sixteen balls for one run. Oh, come on! She'll be dropped next week. Yeah. <laughs> so that was mentioned after the game. So yeah, it much. Um, but no, she's yeah. She's obviously she's only fifteen still. She's a, she's quite a good hockey player. So she's got a good eye and she's not afraid to get behind the ball. But um, she just needs a bit of strength still in a, in a cricket. But yeah, she manages to get out there every week and that's you know three or four overs and gets a few runs. So she's happy with that. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant, Tamsin. We're talking about your daughter. So Mel Gallagher is our guest, of course. Made a century. His beautiful daughter, teenage daughter's at the other end. I've just had a look at the scorecard. You open the batting. The, the, the Hyatts opened the batting. Then there was the Gallagher's. They got the Fife's, they've got the McElroy's. Um, how many family members are playing with family <laughs> members in this cricket team down there at Ports? It's a fairly close-knit community by the sound of it, isn't it? <laughs> Very much yeah, so. Yeah, no, obviously in a, a small town like Esperance, and like, to be quite honest, most, most of the clubs down here struggle for numbers, so um, and you know, so it's sort of, you know, if, if you have got a daughter or a son who's keen on cricket, it's, you know, it's in your best interest, interest to get them down, and yeah, as I say, all clubs are really, really good with juniors down here, and we'll be after them. Let's bring your kids to work day. Yeah, every weekend. In regards to that, do, do, being a, 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 a female, and you know, I can imagine big grown men coming in and you know bowling at speed. Do the rules change at all down there for, for girls and for youngsters, young boys and girls? So is there a is there a pace Any rule? Etiquette? Is there etiquette? Is there a helmet yeah. rule? What's the story? Now, nah, obviously, it's a mandatory helmet rule for everyone, um, seniors and juniors. But um, no, the guys don't hold back. They obviously ask the umpire at the time if they're, you know, if they're a decent bowler. But generally, it's they all know Tams are now anyway, so they they bowl sort of normal. And you know, as I say, because she's a, a fairly decent hockey player, she gets him on the ball and doesn't shy away from it. So it's all good. It's more courage than me. I normally bat from square <laughs> leg, but anyway. Hey, what was afterwards, Mel? Did you just send Tams and uh, off home, and did you uh, kick on <laughs> with the uh, the senior members of the team and celebrate your century? Oh, there was a couple of red cans after, um, <laughs> not for, for Tamsin. She's, and she's, unfortunately, she's not quite old enough to have a, a licence, so I didn't have yeah. a skipper. Um, but, yeah, no, well, yeah, as I say, it's a, it's a pretty good club, mate, and the associations are whole, all good. It's a, it's a fairly competitive competition, but straight after the game, we stick around and have a few beers, which was good. Yeah, you, you laugh at that, Goss, but I don't reckon there's a parent in the world that doesn't count down the day till their kid can pick them up uh, <laughs> for, for once. That's the incentive. <laughs> How many centuries is that, Mel? 
Uh, I think I got four for Great Boulder back in Kalgoorlie. Uh, a couple for oh, I've had a bit of a stint in Geraldton. Got a couple for Towns over there, and yeah, lucky enough to snag one down here for Ports as well now. Yeah. And does this remain the most special? The fact is that it was uh, with your daughter at the other end because that's that mate. That's, just, that's so cool. That it is really very is. cool and something that you will share forever. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. I didn't even think I'd ever get the chance to to play cricket with Tam and Lenny and make a hundred and have there at the other end, mate. So, um, yeah, it's definitely the most special one. Congratulations, well done to you. And we we're going to speak to Tamsin, but she's in bed and she won't wake up before seven. Appreciate your time. <laughs> no worries, guys. Much appreciated. There he is, Mel Gallagher, right there. All right. Yeah, great moment. Great moment. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Nah, nice work by him, when you, uh, Mel Gallagher. When you took your wickets. Nine for eight, seven for one, dad, seven for none. Was your dad at the other end? No, no. Dad, he would have been proud on the sidelines. Right. He would have been. He would have got home and said, why didn't you get the 10th one out? <laughs> and I did, actually. Oh, I ran no, them out. I ran no, them out. did not. I think I was keeper at the time. Oh, <laughs> bowling, bowling keeper. Yeah. Bit of captain coach. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was everything. How quick were you? Oh, mate, I was get down the other end. How slow were your agates? No, no, fast. I was quick. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh, let's get a breakaway and come back. We're going to play like you. calling the basketball and then crossing to himself for special comments. <laughs> we are going to take a break and come back, and we're going to play you something that happened at the Newcastle races in England last night. Oh, yeah. You've got to see it to believe it, but listening to it, it'll set the tone for you. This is Scotty and Goss. Thanks for your company. Seven o'clock, we'll be chatting with Simon Miller, trainer to the stars, and we'll also be hearing from Lance Morris, who heads off to India, of course, as part of the Indian uh, Test Tour team of Australia. He's not playing in Saturday night's game at the Big Bash final against whoever the Scorchers are up against. Hey, you got JR on as well? Who? John Rilly's next. Fantastic. Yep, correct. Hey, coming up also, we... Uh, when we, are, when we speak to Simon Miller, we'll play a short version of it, but we're going to play the full extended version of right now. What took place in the Newcastle Gallops in the UK last night? There was a horse called Jack High. Mm. Okay? Now, you've got to see it to believe it, but here it is. This is how it sounded from the commentator. Jack High, fed us Commentator, and let me just say too, if you're a Top Gear fan, it sounds a hell of a lot like Jeremy Clarkson has uh, gone to race calling. But this clear leader is Jack Hyde. Now, has he gone too fast under his amateur jockey, uh, John Reddington, or will the others struggle to catch him? Mile left to run. Look at this lead that Jack Hyde has got. It must be 30 lengths as they go down the far side. Have the others given the leader too much leeway as they go up towards the far side of the track? About six furlongs left to run. This is incredible. I've never seen a horse so far clear. He must be 50 lengths clear. Jack Hyde. Is 50 lengths clear of the 13 other horses in this opener. They're coming towards the home straight. Jack Hyde and Mr. John Reddington are 50 lengths clear. Now, he's not pulling anymore, but he's still galloping strongly. And Jack Hyde, where are the others? They aren't even in shot yet. Let's see where they are. <laughs> they presume, there they are, just coming round towards the home straight. But can they? 50, 60 lengths clear. Now, he's getting a bit tired, this leader, but he's still about 30 lengths in front. John Reddington trying to right, keep him going. Now he's getting very tired out there. He's running out of puff and the others are beginning to close the gap. There's only a furlong and a half left to run but he's still 12 lengths clear. Furlong marker. He's getting tired. He's still clear. This is a marvellous win. A great ride by the owner and jockey Mr. John Reddington and Jack Hyde is going to win the opener very impressively indeed. Well done to him.
Friday and Sunday at RAC Arena, the Perth Wildcats. So the standings are like this. Sydney top, Cairns second, New Zealand third, Jack Jumpers fourth, Cats fifth, South East Melbourne Phoenix are sixth and don't have any more games. And Melbourne United are seventh percentage could be their killer. John Rilly is the coach of the Perth Wildcats. And as I mentioned, Friday night against Cairns, Sunday against Sydney, he joins us now. JR, destiny, as you've said all along, is in your own hands. You don't, you don't, can't control what other teams are doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, good morning to you, boys. Hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, we're going well. I'm a bit nervous, John. I'm a bit nervous. I would not like to be in this situation, to be brutally honest. How's the, how are the boys and how are you coping, knowing full well what's at stake over the, uh, over the three days of Friday, Saturday and Sunday? Well, we we certainly know what's ahead of us. Uh, you know, we handle our own business, um, and our form at home in recent time has been very good. Um, and to this team's credit, any time our back has been really to the wall, they've responded well. So I'm looking looking forward to getting to Friday night. Jo, it's probably a lot of people look at it and go, "Right, we've got the best two teams in the comp as our last two games. Got to win one." It's probably yep. it's probably a great way to go into the playoffs if we make it, um, knowing where you're at against the two best teams in the competition. It's a, it's a great yardstick uh, on form and when going in. Yeah, look, look, absolutely. And we've shown so far this year against the elite teams in the NBL, we've performed well. Uh, we, we've we've done well against Cairns. We've beaten them twice on their home floor to date, and uh, us and Sydney are one-one. So, uh, although it is the top two teams, uh, for whatever reason, we we've done a great job against them so far this year. Normally, we're the hunted. Perth Wildcats are always the hunted, but uh, in this case, we've become the the hunters. There's no doubt about that. Is it, you know, how have you felt that amongst the playing list? Do they thrive on on that sort of challenge? Yeah, you know, I, I can reflect only on the like our probably our last month and uh, our last probably two Friday nights at home have been games with a similar type of uh, uh, atmosphere around it. Like must win, you know, need to keep pushing towards the finals. No, this week is no different. So this has been something the team's been dealing with for the last few weeks, and we've done a great job at home. We've just coughed a you know a couple opportunities up on the road in the recent weeks. Todd Webster, will he play on Friday? Yeah, look, you know, I'm sure Scotty did a few hamstrings in his day. Um, but it's one of those things, he's, he's, he's progressing well. Does he get there by Friday? You know, the medical staff is going to have to uh, do the due diligence with that, as with Ty, with his recovery and his working out and all of that. But from where he was and where he is, like, he's progressing nicely and there'll, there'll be a chance that he gets to play. I did a hamstring going for a romantic walk on the beach once. Tripped over a rocker. Yeah, well, how did you do a hamstring walking? Were you trying to, was Bronnie taking off? No, no, I don't want to walk with him. You're I trying to chase him. I genuinely did a hamstring walking along the beach. I thought it was cramping. I've never done that. Yeah, well, you know, my fitness levels weren't as good as they should have been. Are you expecting Kendall Pinder to play? I saw him sitting courtside with Cairns with glasses on, so clearly he's got a problem yeah. with his eye, and it doesn't look good. And he's a super player, and we'd love to have our best players playing in the league. But you can't envisage yep. him playing, surely. 
No, look, watching that game on Monday night against Adelaide, it did not look good. And uh, I was watching the game where he did get that uh, injury to his eye. But as you said, he sat courtside with sunglasses on. Uh, the eye looked pretty close to me. And um, look, disappointing that, that a guy like him has had this injury at this time of the year. Because as you said, you want the best performers out there. And he's had a sensational year. Uh, have you, my man Brady Manick, that uh, that dunk the other oh, the other game was just sensational. And John, please step back when you started well, stepping back. Oh, down I, the I just want to know. I just want to know. Have you uh, have you addressed the stomp? Because I'm not sure that uh, that matched the dunk. To be honest with you. Well, what advice would you like me to pass on? I, I actually had flashbacks to my, like, uh, you know, wrestling days with the bushwhackers and guys <laughs> yeah, like that entering the room. <laughs> hey, he's, he's playing well, though, and he's certainly found his way uh, into this competition. He's um, he's a big part of this uh, of this setup now. No, look, you're absolutely right. And, and uh, looking at it seriously is what he's proved over probably the last six weeks or so is when the Wildcats need a big bucket or a, or a bucket just to kind of push the lead out to a comfortable situation. He, he comes up with big threes. He did it last week against Illawarra, and he's done it a number of times uh, for us this year. So, uh, but, you know, besides his dance moves after dunks, uh, he does, like, have a knack of making the big shot for us. Very much so. Now, fair to say, and you haven't probably read a lot of it, there's been some criticism about the 39 or 38 minutes and 31 seconds that Bryce Cotton played yep. here in Perth and then went to Tassie and fatigued and you got beaten in the last sort of three or four minutes of the game. Do you take that on board? Did Bryce get tired? Did he say to you he got tired? And has he had been given a couple of days off to refresh and knowing he's got a big schedule ahead on Friday and, and Sunday? Yeah, look, uh, my, my approach with Bryce Cotton is... Uh, you know, and anyone that wonders or questions why I play him as much when when you're in these do or die situations, is there anyone else you would rely on in those situations? So, um, you know, unless Bryce tells me he needs a substitution, I feel like he's performing at a good level. He will be on the floor. Does he get distracted? I, I think it's us that probably spend most time on it. Does he get distracted at all by the whole citizens citizenship saga, or does he just go about his business? Well, I would say his form would show he just yeah. goes about his business. And this, this thing that you call a saga, he's been dealing with that for quite a while now. He has. Um, the Sydney Kings are very keen to make sure that their f starting five is the NBL All-Star Five. They're also keen to get the MVP, the best six-man, the best mm. defensive player, and to win everything. Yeah, they, want, they want the competition renamed to the Sydney Basketball Best League. administrator, best media manager. Oh, They're no. keen to get everything. Um, it's a good debate to have. There's three notable, I mean, Cooks, Creek and mm. Cotton. I mean, if your name, name starts yeah. with C, then you're a, a very good player. Um, <laughs> I, well, but our man, our, big, our man, Scotty Roth down in Tassie, and he didn't just say it flippantly. He said that Bryce Cotton is one of, and if not, the best player that he's seen in the world mm. and could easily yeah. go back into the NBA. Do you subscribe to that theory? And do you think Bryce would, is a worthy winner of the MVP or would you be satisfied just him simply being in the top three? No, look, uh, it's it's a hot question right now because it's that time of the year where these awards get divvied out. Now, what what is actually the criteria? What is your own criteria? So, 
uh, for myself, uh, if you took Bryce Cotton off the Perth Wildcats, um, you know, we would certainly have to, um, you know, it would be a struggle and how he impacts winning. And I look at our first third of the season, if we didn't have Bryce Cotton out there, it could have got very ugly at times. So his impact for our team and what his value is to the team, that's why I think he's a worthy MVP uh, recipient. Now, the other teams and franchises will certainly uh, be trying to promote their guys. But, uh, you know, Bryce's season, I think, you know, statistically, analytically, may be one of his best, if not the best, uh, in his time out here. So uh, he's won it three times previously, uh, and he's playing at an all-time high level. Uh, and question without notice, JR. We had Derek Rucker on the other day. We we, yeah. we asked him to uh, – well, he mentioned his, his – he had a top three. He said Bryce would be in the top three best ever imports in the NBL. He had Leroy Loggins ahead of him. He had Leroy Loggins at number one, JR. Yep, yep, sure. Um, you know, look, that's, it's always a great debate. Um, and Ira is certainly playing to, in, into it. Uh, like Derek was a teammate of Leroy's. Uh, I think as players, you're always a little more biased towards your era. Uh, fortunately, I played with Leroy. I've mm. got the coach, Bryce Cotton. I just try and get them both on my roster. <laughs> hey, you're not gonna. You're gonna sit on the fence too, are you? You're not gonna separate them. Have you got a top three? Have you got a top three that you've ever seen in the NBL? That's just a question without notice. Oh, it's a tough holy, one. Holy, holy, like, yeah, like <laughs> holy what? You know, holy what, John? What are we gonna say? Holy smoke! Oh. Holy smoke! I reckon. I reckon for your career, for your career, I would be going with Cotton, Grace. <laughs> Crawford. <laughs> That's no, what no, I, like, I, I like, would go with those three. The thing. Tim, serious, seriously, I know we like to have a little fun, but seriously, when when this debate gets talked about, if winning if winning is really the key factor in it all, like Ricky Grace gets overlooked a lot. Mm. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to play against him for over a decade. Uh, and, and what he meant to the Perth Wildcats and him, them winning those championships – um, you, you know, did he have a lot of other good players? But uh, that's where I come back to. What's important? Is it winning? Is it statistics? It, you know, that's a great debate. But if it's just purely on winning, like Ricky Grace has to be up there as one of the all-time greats, as Leroy Loggins, as Bryce Cotton. Now, if we do our part and we can get uh, Bryce another championship, that only lends to that uh, resume then. He's the best player I've seen. And, and and very 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 good. Yep, yep, very good. And and Gaze and him are in the same conversation. Gaze the best Aussie by a mile. Uh, sorry, John. And um and um <laughs> and, 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 no need to be sorry. Yeah, and, and Cotton the best uh, import, and if not close to the best player ever. Hey, good hey, luck this week, yeah, mate. Good luck, mate. We'll be cheering We're long right and hard. Behind you. Get the job done Friday. Thanks, Get the job done Friday, because yep. then we can, as much as we want to yeah. win again, because we love beating Sydney, we'll be a lot more relaxed on yeah. Sunday if we get the win on we'll, Friday. We'll be able to enjoy our weekend. So no, it's not about you. It's about us <laughs> and having a good weekend. I'll take your health consideration. Thank you very much. John, really, go to the Wildcats. Always kind enough to give us his time. Appreciate that big game. And don't forget, you'll hear it all on SEN, of course, on Friday night and on Sunday if you can't go to the game as well. Hey, the official Big Bash Team 12 is in of the tournament, as voted by the coaches. That is on the way. Scotty's riffraff lineup, the riffraff player of each club, is on the way. And Simon Miller's going to join us, going to give us a winner or three. He's got five runners today at Belmont. Park, so get your pen and paper ready. This is Scotty Engels. 
This is incredible. I've never seen a horse so far clear. He must be 50 lengths clear. Jack Hyde. Now, he's not pulling anymore, but he's still galloping strongly. And Jack Hyde, where are the others? They aren't even in shot yet. Let's see where they are. <laughs> they presume, there they are, just coming round towards the home straight. But can they? 50, 60 lengths clear. Now, he's getting a bit tired, this leader, but he's still about 30 lengths in front. John Reddington, trying to keep him going. Now, he's getting very tired out there. He's running out of puff, and the others are beginning to close the gap. There's only a furlong and a half left to run, but he's still 12 lengths clear. Furlong marker. He's getting tired. He's still clear. This is a marvellous win. A great ride by the owner and jockey, Mr. John Reddington, and Jack Hyde is going to win the opener very impressively indeed. Well done to him. Yeah, well done to him. <laughs> Simon Miller is our guest. He's got a busy day today, uh, of course. Five in. Uh, yeah, he's got five in the locals. And uh, Simon, as we appreciate your time, would you be instructing maybe a Paddy Carberry or a Holly Watson today to maybe get 60 in front at some <laughs> stage? Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard the footage till then, and I thought it was going to fall in a heap, and he got <laughs> run over, but... Uh... <laughs> Right, perfection. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. If you haven't seen it, it's on our socials. It was an incredible day. And not only that, 50-year-old apprentice who owns the horse. The 50-year-old apprentice. It just just gives us hope, Simon. <laughs> the the, the gosh and I might not be too late. <laughs> Where there's hope, there's always a chance. Exactly right. Hey, mate, you've got a busy day today. And I just want to take you back to the weekend, of course. Well done on winning the Scenic Blast, of course. But bittersweet for you because, you know, obviously uh, how's the serenity led and and, uh, and went backwards from the home turn. Wasn't the same horse that we've seen so dominant, but you did get the, the prize with Angelic Miss. But just tell us, what's the feedback been on uh, How's the Serenity? Can you give our listeners an idea? Uh, reached a fetlock. So I shot an x-ray through yesterday and came back clean. So I'll just uh, give her three weeks off, a little break, let it all settle down and then pop it back into work. Oh, that's I good. still head yeah. to the Roma Cup, and then either the Quokka or the Joey, whichever path she takes after the Roma. Okay, so we find sometimes things go um, awry, and in this case it did, but uh, it's a clean bill of health, so we're good to go. Oh, that is great news, and well done anyway on taking the feature race on the weekend, the weekend, the Scenic Blaster. Again, another special race on the calendar that's been ticked off by the Miller clan. you got a, a big day today. Yeah, big day. So uh, Kelly will be out there looking after all the runners. I'm going to start or continue looking at yearling, so I'm heading down south. Um, and there's no schoolies or holidays, so I've actually yeah. got, I'm going to time this time this one to perfection for one. No, you've done well, mate. I just came back on the weekend on Monday morning, and it was very quiet. Everyone's back to work, so you'll have the place to yourself. But just on today, you got five runners in today, as we mentioned, and all of them real live chances. So I mean, I'm going to. I think it's going to be hard for you to tell us which one's a chance and and which one you're going to not tell us about. <laughs> it's a tricky one. I don't, know, I don't know which one I'm going to moz, but I'd say I'm going to moz uh, Spirit Man. I think he. It's probably our safest bet of the day. He's been really good and consistent in his prep, and he's found a suitable race, and he's mapped to get a good run. Uh, I think he, he can hit the ground running for us in race one. That's in the first, yeah, race one, two bucks sixty at the uh, at the moment. It'll come crunching into about buck fifty when Goss gets his little fingers. Oh, oh please! That. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so a real spirit man out. Uh, what about the others, mate? We've got. Uh, 
Mamuga in the second, straight up uh, with Paddy on board as well. So you're going one, two, Paddy Carberry and yourself in the first two races today. Yeah, she was disappointing first run. I gave her a big chance because she pulled too hard with the blinkers on. So they've been taken off. It just looks a bit sticky from that gate, so we'll need a good ride. Uh, it, but it is it isn't a strong race, so she's a, a place chance, or she should she should run top three in that between her and the favourite. They should sort that race out. Place chance, place chance. that means winner. Race four, you've got Snip of Glory. Now, Snip of Glory, does Snip of, <laughs> does Snip of Glory have a dingo or a or a or a, a red dog or something on the on the silks here? What's what, what, what am I looking at here? Yeah, Red Dog from um, Dampier. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why? Any connection there? Or you just yeah, really one like of the owners. He's a huge fan. <laughs> um, Nick Petretti was uh, born and bred in Dampier. There you go. Oh, surprised he doesn't have a photo of Dean go. Cox on the front of your silks then. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I think he's a free supporter, so probably uh, that's why. Ah, uh, fair enough. Uh, a big pile of salt. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, that's after you win. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. All right, move on. Thank you. Oh, what else? Uh, any others, mate? So we've got... Uh, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the restaurant, guys. When you, oh, you yeah. go out for dinner and you get a nice... So, sorry, Simon. My, nice, my, uh, my, 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 bra- my brain went left yeah, field, yeah. Simon. Where's I don't apologize. Where's your mind at, guys? In the last couple, mate, uh, wore him in the uh, in the fifth and uh, separate in the last. Are you happy with both of those preparations? Yes, Severo disappointing the other day. He came off the bridle too quick and maybe looking for first. So I've gone up and trip and I've applied blinkers. Doesn't look a strong race. He'll run top three, playing each way. Wore him, drawn a gate, stepped slow the other day and just gave up all winning chances. So give run. Uh, she'll run top three as well. So a little lot that'll run top three with an ants like I can probably win three maybe, but uh, I think the race one will set the scene for the day as to how how it unfolds. Generally how we start is how we finish. Yeah, you well mod, if you're mod spirit man, that yeah. spirit man's shot. Well what happens is everyone has the multi, right? They have a five leg multi with all of Miller's. Mm. They rely on Spirit Man. If it doesn't run in the money the whole day is shot, completely done and dusted. Yeah, and we'll hand out Simon's mobile to whoever texts him <laughs> just, to, just to give some honest and direct feedback. What do you think? I received, a bit, I received some honest uh, emails back Saturday after the races. <laughs> it's amazing what some irate pundits can give, can offer sound advice. Yeah, and is that immediately after? Or what's the you know? How long does someone sit on it for, Simon, before they uh, say, "Wait, oh. this email's not worth it." Mate, they're not even back in the mountain. You're hard on getting slammed. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very good. Hey, mate, so you're off. You can't, you can't play small. No, you can't. Well, you do please plenty, though. You are one of the best in the business. We appreciate your time. Just a quick one. Uh, what are you liking about the quality of the of the yearlings that you're seeing at the moment? Are, are they up and about, or are you concerned, or what's your story? Um, they're okay. I found a lot more last year, to be honest, but... I haven't done every farm yet, so I'm still just chipping away. And um, so I'm just coming back from track work now. I'll start to set up all the work for tomorrow. Then I've got to do me. My pre, is it called pre kindy? Got to do the pre kindy drop off. Oh, that's. Uh, uh, that's or preschool? I don't know what it is, to be honest. But then you, I'm on the car and I'm down south. Yeah, no, that's perfect. You know, but you know what you do nowadays, though, is. 
You just kiss them and push them out the door. Apparently, yeah, that's you what you have to do. You kiss and go. You don't even have to get out of the car. Kiss and go. <laughs> or as I like to say, <laughs> kiss and piss off. Well, I don't let the door hit you in the eye. Exactly right. Hey, have a good one. Drive safe. Enjoy down south, mate, and uh, we appreciate your time. Good luck today at the races, and Kinnis has taken over, so that means you're going to have a very good day. If you're not there, you can be guaranteed you'll have three winners today. <laughs> Just put that in an email and join the <laughs> <laughs> Simon Miller, the best in the business. Good luck, the, mate. The, the, the trainers of the stars, the boutique Thank trainer you. from Peppermint Grove. We appreciate his time. This is Scotty and Goss. It's the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Well, I wanted to a doctor hook this morning because it was on this day that Ray Sawyer was born. The man used to have the patch over his eye for Dr. Hook. He died uh, several years ago, but it would have been his birthday today. Born on this day, which is the first day of February. Pinch and a punch. Yeah. Hey, uh, official BBL 12 team of the tournament, as voted by the coaches, is in. Matt Short, Steve Smith, Aaron Hardy, yeah. Aaron Finch, Josh Inglis, keeper, Finch. Tim David, Michael Nisa, Sean Abbott, AJ Ty, Tom Rogers, Paddy Dooley, Chris Lynn, no Cameron Bancroft. But pretty hard to get in. That's a pretty quality lineup. Short. He was voted player of the tournament by Fox. Oh, that's right. Short, Smith, Hardy, Finch, Inglis, David, Nisa, Abbott, Ty, Rogers, Dooley, and Lynn. I How think many did Steve Smith play? He played four games. Mate, he was, he was the difference. Oh, He's incredible. Terrific. Incredible. That's over the tournament. Incredible. Yeah, well... As voted by the coaches. Hey, oh, what, what do they know? Yeah. Hey, Scotty, earlier in the day, we wanted to, uh, we tried to construct your, your riffraff. Your, yeah, um, no, the loose, loose units, units of each. Line up for each just, club. Just had a bit of a All right. quick think about it. Let's have a chat. Well, Collingwood, it's clearly Geordie. Jordan Degoe. Yep. Ripping fella, but, you know, you get a bit loose. Essendon's Jake Stringer, loose, real loose. Richmond, Dusty. <laughs> I mean, that's a no-brainer. It's dusty. Carlton, I went through Carlton's list. Boring list. Boring, boring list. There's no loose units on it. Not that I know if one can see. Boring. I got none. Geelong, Tyson Stinkle. <laughs> a little bit loose. When you say loose, it's blokes that uh, can, find they can find themselves in some trouble. On edge. Yeah, and, okay. and they're the ones that you're just waiting for to do. They might do something loose around the group or okay. just... You know what? It doesn't mean they're bad people. It means they're no. fun. A bit of fun. Yeah. A bit of fun. And Loose the, units. Yeah. The ones that are doesn't mean do they're the things, bad people, Scott. No, they're going to do the things that make people laugh. Uh, oh, James Sisley. Look, I know that he is um, you know, almost bordering on captain material, but I think once a loose unit, it's always underlying. It's just, sure. it's just under the surface. So sure. he could go back to that. No yeah, drama. he could. Adelaide, oh Isaac Rankin, yeah, he, he's got yeah. he's got loose unit all over yeah. him. Port, Port, who do you think? Uh, Pal Pepper, <laughs> Charlie Dixon. Yeah, Charlie Dixon is oh, yeah. man, yeah, he is a loose unit. Correct, yeah, good one. <laughs> Different. Uh, Sydney, Papley. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, Tom Papley. I miss him. Toby Green. Toby Green. That's why yeah. he's not captain. No. They keep talking about it. Yeah, he's not captain because. Yeah. Brisbane's Dane Zork. It would have been Mitch Robinson, but he got the lemon and Zark. Yeah. So it's Zorks, Zorks, no doubt about Zorks. it. Zorks. Yeah. Gold Coast. You know what? This one's a bit different because I don't know him, but it, Sam Collins, that really intense, yeah. highly yeah. strung fullback. Very like, crazy. Been a good could player. go on a, a rampage player, one day along the streets. Uh, very good player. Yeah, he is a good player. But he, yeah, weird. He's got some real looseness. Yeah. Well, 
at the doggies, it's Libba. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon he could almost be captain of this side. Barley Smith. Yeah, different loose, but yeah. Libba is real loose. I mean, he's... Yeah. He could be captain of this side. Yeah, uh, North's Cam Zuha. Cam Zuha, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Melbourne's Clayton Oliver. Wow, Clayton Oliver. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he's just got that, just got out of bed look. <laughs> Could do anything at any stage type. You said they reckon they're going to try and use Cozzy Pickett to lure, to keep Cozzy Pickett at Melbourne. They're going to try and use Liam Henry. They're going to try and recruit Liam Henry from Fremantle. Right. That's the, that's the vibe. I'd be giving him Liam Henry. <laughs> He's not very good, mate. Oh. No, he's not. He's not. He's, he, he, I reckon he's. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, I take that back. Actually, that's the wrong yeah. thing to say. He, <laughs> he hasn't done what I expected him to do to now, but I do believe he looks like he's in the zone this year to make or mm. break it. Mm-hmm. So good luck to him. And I hope he does. He I could have been your prediction. He could have been your prediction. Yeah, but, yeah, but I'm so, he's just got to show me something. St Kilda, Zach Jones. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. A nude, nut, yeah. and under, yeah, hard yeah. ass. And then we go to West Coast. And it was a bit of a toss-up. Yeah. It could have been Wilson's Betty Ginger Arnold <laughs> advocate. Australia, <laughs> Wilson's Ginger Betty's. Yeah, 2022 calorie. He'll be boring this year because he's genuine vice captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm throwing that at Jake Waterman. He, oh, the snake. He's just got a look about him that... You know, could could be like the yeah. footy trip. He's the first one. Going if to I was him, I'd be concentrating on getting a kick. But I would say there's two others. Hey, mate, he's a fair player. Jay. He's a good he's player when he's up and about. That's what I mean. But player. focus on getting a, a, yeah. a game regularly. Yeah, but Jai Cully, I reckon, has got loose unit written all over yeah, him. Yeah, a little bit. A little high shot down there in Geelong. And uh, Jermaine Jones, I reckon, is way loose. <laughs> anyway, get ahead. And Frio. Well, Frio was a bit hard, too, to find the real loose unit mm. there. I've gone with Lockie Shorts. It's always a little on board. Yeah, you know, isn't that yeah. little forward line? Yeah, good point. Loves a celebration, and I reckon he could be the entertainer in the group, too. Good work. Let us know what you think about the loose units lineup from Scotty Cummings here. Carlton are boring. We could not find no, one. Boring. Boring. Like, seriously, boring. Let us know. 0487736736. Temperate I'll bedshed. I'll Vossie. I've had a couple with Vossie. He... John of Glen Forest, Goodness great day. chat with John really this morning. Been really impressed with his composure and leadership of the team. Fingers crossed they play finals, but irrespective, I think he's a great first year, has has had a great first year, coming in under all sorts of pressure to perform in the role. Oh, I agree. And the thing about John, JR, it's like when we first met him here in the studios last year, it was like, oh, this guy's impressive. I really mm. like the way he talks. And I, you know, he's the sort of guy you want to play for. But he... You can tell, too, that he's learnt along the way as well no about doubt. the NBL. He's learnt about the Perth Wildcats roster, and he's not afraid to say, you know, I got that one wrong. Um, we're going to do this and this and this, and he's made some tough calls. I think he's been absolutely terrific. And thank you very much for the text who say that uh, Taryn Thomas at North Melbourne has been a bit of a loose unit. We'll take a break, come back, 22 away from 8. We'll be chatting with Lance Morris, not playing for the Scorchers. He's getting on a plane to go to India to hopefully make his test debut. The wild thing next on Scotty Engels. Boring! on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for your company. Big show yesterday, but it doesn't get any bigger with our first guest here right now, Lance Morris. Yeah. Of course, we know that on Monday night, Monday afternoon, Monday night, took out the Bradman Young Cricketer of the Year Award, and that is a prestigious award. Many great players have won it over the years, and uh, the WA Speedster has been kind enough to join us right here, right now. Hey, congratulations, Lance. What a great achievement for you. You must be absolutely buzzed up. 
Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Um, yeah, it was an absolute honour to be uh, recognised. So, um, and I think the fact that it was peer voted just made it feel a little bit more special as well. Can I ask you, basically, have you found out which guys voted for you and which didn't? Because I, I would, Lansky. I'd go around and ask you and go, did you vote for me? And they go, well, I'm surprised you won. I voted for yeah. Billy. No, nah, they all go, mate, I, I, I got you. I voted for you, mate. Unanimous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one else got a vote. <laughs> Travis had made a point of coming over and letting me know that he voted for me. So oh, of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> hey, no time to celebrate, of course, because you are going to miss the BBL final. You're heading to oh. India as part of the Australian touring team, which is exciting for you. But at the same time, probably a bittersweet because of the boys in the in the final on Saturday here at Optus. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's a bit of a strange feeling because um, obviously being part of the Scorchers, we were absolutely flying and, um, yeah, through to the final. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting game the other night at the qualifier. We got through, but it just didn't really feel um, like I'd locked in a final or anything like that personally. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited for the guys on Saturday. Hopefully we can get another title. Your chances of the first test in uh, Nagpur uh, with Mitchell Stark being unavailable. Lance, have the coaches spoken to you in any way, shape or form, or is it just a matter of getting over there, see what happens and, and wait for that tap on the shoulder? Yeah, I think it's just being as ready as possible. Um, and um, if the time comes, then so be it. But, yeah, it's, as long as I'm just there um, and putting myself up for that opportunity, then um, we'll see what happens. I suppose it's not foreign territory for you now because if you were going on this Indian tour and this was your first taste of being around the test squad and going through the process of preparing, you've got a taste of that previous on the East Coast through the last series. You didn't play, but you were around the place. Boxing Day, Sydney, uh, then you came back here, of course. That that would have actually probably put you in good stead for, for a tour, albeit that was in Australia, but just around and knowing, knowing the idiosyncrasies of the group and how they go about it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I think having the summer with the group has helped massively. So I'm I'm actually really excited to head away with the guys. Uh, it's a great change room and everyone's so easy to get along with. So I'm actually, I'm really excited about this tour. Lance Morris, our guest, uh, Bradman Young Cricketer of the Year on Monday night, a big horse in India, heading to India shortly, and the, the, he'll be part of that uh, squad over there. You, you bowl fast. We read about it. We hear about it. Every time someone interviews someone, oh, have you faced Lance Morris? Oh, he's the, the wild thing. thing. Oh, he's crazy. He's fast. Can I ask you this? And, this and, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Can you try and bowl too fast? Can you start to believe the chat? Can you start to believe, oh, I've got to bowl fast because that's what I'm known for? Or do you try to curb that? Or have you tried to put a ceiling on it? Or I'd just love to know your psyche, considering everyone, that's all we ever talk about, is the speed that Lance Morris can bowl. Yeah, I think a little... You can definitely run in and try and bowl too fast and that's where things just unravel, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it is maybe putting a ceiling on yourself a little bit in the the idea of, like, trying to find some rhythm and then um, when things just click and um, it can be on any random day, like, things just fall into place and, uh, yeah, you're bowling faster than you have before, but with less effort, it almost feels like. This test series coming up, mate, is, is, is oh. so exciting because the other two, although they were whitewashers, to be honest, West Indies, South Africa didn't really give us too much, but India certainly will. The selection of the team is going to be really, really interesting as well. Cam Green, 
probably comes in as the, you know, with, if, if we go two spinners, Cam Green comes in as the th- third seamer. How's his fitness going? How's he tracking? And, uh, uh, you know, as far as selection goes, is he a chance at the moment or has he still got a bit of work to do? Uh, I think he's still in the mix for selection. I'm not too sure. But um, from what I've been told, he's tracking really well. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully he can be available for the first test. But I don't know anything official yet. Okay. So if you're in India and there's 85,000 screaming locals. I'm not sure if you're aware. They like their cricket a little bit. If you're coming off the long run. And there's a bloke at the other end you want to get out to send, well, send him into silence or shock. What's the dream wicket in India for Lance Morris? Surely you've gone to your, surely you've got an idea who you want to, who you want to skittle, take out middle stump. <laughs> uh, I'm picturing it's probably going to be a reverse tanging ball and it's going to be in probably the 60th over. And I'm going to be bowling into the middle of Virat Kohli's bat. So um, uh, hopefully someone along the lines of that guy, um, if I could get... I mean, their, their outfit is amazing. Their, their team is incredible. So any one of those wickets would be nice. Oh, it'd be absolutely crazy and something to tell the grandkids. Hey, who inside the Australian squad? And there is the fast bowling cartel. I know they're a law to themselves. But who out of that group uh, has taken you under their wing? Or who, who's who's helping you through this next stage of your, what has been a meteoric rise. It's happened very quick. I know you're a leading shield wicket taker. You're bowling fast. You've been in the system a little while, but all of a sudden the name Lance Morris is, is around test cricket and around short form cricket. Tell us who, who's helping you out to, to get through this next stage. Yeah. So um, the, the cartel in general is um, really easy to get along with. So I've had really nice chats with all of them, but I, I guess, Naturally, I think Mitchell Stark has helped me quite a lot. Um, he's just uh, he's just such an approachable guy, and, and he's willing to talk. I don't know he he's an absolute menace on the field, but um, as soon as he steps off the field, he's such a nice guy. And um, I, yeah, I think I've got a lot out of him so far. It's brilliant like, what you can glean off players that have been there before and, and done all that. Let's get back to the scorchers, mate. Uh, with you out, don't worry about Matt Kelly. He spent all of last week in the dentist chair every day of it. Just getting his teeth fixed, guys. Yeah, he's a super player, though. And, yeah, sad news for Jai Richardson. That hamstring is uh, a lot worse than first thought. Oh. Uh, so so uh, inside the, the scorchers, what's it like being on the field when you've got – now? and I say this again with the nicest possible way, uh, Lance <laughs> – with the most boring captain in Australian cricket <laughs> who does not get mate. He is. Oh, no, but I didn't mean that in the yeah, nicest way. You, that's the, the, you can't say that nicely. He's the Darren Glass of cricket, right? <laughs> he is so good and so calming and so influential and so knowledgeable that I watch him and go. He has no emotions. He has no emotion, but he doesn't get caught up. In, and I uh, reckon that's got a lot to do with their success. Ashton Turner, Lance Morris, I want your spin on, on the leadership and the captaincy. Of Ashton Turner. Yeah, you, you summed it up quite well there. Um, he probably doesn't give you a lot uh, looking on from the boundary line. His facial expressions, are, um, they don't change a whole lot. But having him at mid-off when I walk back and um, get the ball back, uh, he's, he's such a good leader. He's Like you said, he's so calm in any situation and... Um, he always takes the attacking option, which is like absolutely what you want to do in T20 cricket. So um, 
Yeah, I'm probably a little bit biased, but he's definitely one of my favourite skippers to play under. Congratulations on the Bradman Young Cricketer of the Year Award. Appreciate your time. Have a great time over there in India and keep an eye out on that big game here on Saturday. The Scorchers take on. We don't really care who they take on. We'd love to take on the Sixers because beating them is always sweeter than beating a team like Brisbane Heat. Appreciate your time. Beautiful. Thank you, guys. Lance Morris. I like to call him the wild thing. Mm. At least you didn't call him boring. <laughs> no, nah, well, he's not bad. That's one thing he's not. Apparently, his captain's boring. Yeah, he is. According to you. He's a boring captain, but, but a brilliant captain. show last week. He was not, sensational. That's not being Very derogatory, mate. It was. Scott in. Harry Suter from Port Hedland has joined the Leicester <laughs> Football Club from Stoke. Has reported 26 million Aussie dollars right. on the final day of deadline day. Uh, we've had a good show over the last couple of hours. This is how we saw it. Do you want to know who my Fremantle Docker breakout player is? Matthew Taberner is going to have a year to behold. Fantastic. Well, they need it. 50-plus goals yep. and will be a dominant forward in the competition to the point that his form could actually get him into all-Australian contention. Oh, he's up, champ. John Lilly is the coach of the Perth Wildcats. My man, Brady Manning, that dunk the other game was just sensational. And John, please step back when you started yeah, well, stepping back. Oh, I, I, just want to know, I just want to know, have you, uh, have you addressed the stomp? Well, what, what advice would you like me to pass on? I, I actually had flashbacks to my, like... Uh, uh, you know, wrestling days with the bushwhackers and guys <laughs> yeah, like that entering the room. <laughs> Simon Miller is our guest. Race four, you've got Sniff of Glory. Does Sniff of Glory have a dingo or a, a red dog? Yeah, red dog. From um, Dampier. Nick Petretti was uh, born and bred in Dampier. Surprised he doesn't have a photo of yeah, Dean yeah. Cox on the front of your silks then. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I think he's a free supporter. A big pile of salt. <laughs> A bit of fun on the show today. Well done to Lois. Well done to Benny. Well done to Chris. Well done to you, Scotty. Oh, look at you and your tie and your top button that actually goes up. Off to make a quick shirts that do that. I mean, really. Do well, mate. See you tomorrow. Do a good job. See you tomorrow. From six.